Hi guys, and welcome to 40k Shorts. My name's Tom Dix, and I'll be your host today. So that intro track, if you didn't recognise it, was Master of Puppets by Metallica. Absolute classic track from a classic album. It's one of my personal favourites, and I just wanted to share that with you guys for our first episode. So Battleline Gaming, we've got a number of podcasts out already for Age of Sigmar, where the guys discuss their general hobby updates, what tournaments and events are going to we talk about some of the new releases or not and i just want to get the ball rolling with the 40k podcast um i'm going solo on this one for the moment but i want to just keep you up to date with what i'm working on again i have a bit of chat about some of the new releases some are just general hobby musings what i'm thinking what not and maybe any tournaments and events that i've been to or plan to go to uh, much like the guys on the aos one which i'm really hoping to get on soon um and have a chat with them, and hopefully I'll get those guys on this one with me as well. So where to find us again? Like I say, the Battleline Gaming Podcast for the Age of Sigma you can find on iTunes and most other uh, podcast platforms. Just search for Battleline Gaming. Equally, you can find this one in the same sort of places. Search for Battleline Gaming 40k Shorts. You can also find us all on Twitter and Instagram. My handle on both of them is at Dix underscore Battleline. That's D-I-X underscore Battleline. Uh, I'm sure the other guys, if you find the other podcasts, they'll link you to there, and I'll be sure to link them when I get them on the podcast as well. In the meantime, if you could all just like, share, comment, subscribe to this podcast, um, any and all feedback would be great. I'm rather new to this, and any sort of feedback that I can get would be brilliant. Um, equally, also, like, follow on Instagram, Twitter. Again, all feedback on what I'm working on would be brilliant. I'm always looking to try and improve my painting my hobby, um, get more tactics and thoughts with the armies that I'm working on. It's great just to have a general hobby chat with anyone. Big 40k player, um, trying to get into Age of Sigma more as well. I've got a couple of events I'm going up to there, but less about that because we're trying to focus on a 40k uh, podcast today. So for this episode, I figured I'd have a little quick chat about what I'm working on, uh, maybe have a bit quick thoughts on the, the new FAQ that came out. It's probably one of the biggest changes that's happened uh, in 40k right now. And uh, yeah, we'll see how the time goes. I might talk about uh, some of the new releases and some of the events and stuff, but we'll see how we're doing for time and uh, get some stuff out on other episodes as well. But anyway, so right now I'm working on a Tau army. I've been a Tau player for a few years now, on and off. Tried to make them a I know I didn't didn't want to do the classic thing like everyone was doing in seventh, which was just team up with Eldar, and that's where I think a lot of hate came from them. Eighth edition rocked around, super excited to see what happened, and then if I'm honest, a little bit disappointed with their uh, with their index, and it's like just felt everything was overcosted. It really struggled and really hurt me. Like Riptide, some of my favourite models were just ah oh, these things are so expensive and they just do nothing. Then the Codex came out. And, my God, I was overwhelmed with that. It didn't seem like there was a load of massive changes, but everything just all of a sudden seemed to come together. The little tweaks, having the Warlord traits, having the set tenets, and things. Just, uh, it's just a load, lot more synergy in there, which I absolutely love with the army at the moment. So, I'm working through a list at the moment. I've got a relatively big collection of stuff that I'm working on, getting painted, getting new stuff painted up. And there's a, yeah, there's a few few really cool things in there. I'm absolutely loving the fact that I can get a battalion, uh, no not battalion, the brigade, the big one, that, the really big one. Um, you can get that for dirt cheap at the moment, like points wise I'm talking about. You can 
so just to rock those command points and when you're adding in the big stuff like the riptides talk about you need those command points to keep getting the the double boost and with the new faq now giving you is it 12 command points per fielding a brigade it's absolutely it's just made everything so much better like i'm loving the uh Sasea or sakea however you say it that sept trying to have my general idea at the moment i'll post some lists up on instagram and twitter at some point uh yeah the general idea there because you get the one re-roll per unit so using the firesight marksman putting minimum size units of fire warriors with a marker light on the shaz we so again those re-rolls it means those marker lights are going to be spread all across the field you've got the uh reliability with the re-rolls on the shaz we because they're only hit on a four plus but with a re-roll it comes a lot better the firesight marksman again a re-roll on a three plus plus a couple of uh the cadre fire blades that hitting on two plus for their marker light it's just really boosting the power in that army and meaning there might not be quite as many marker lights as some armies in there but the ones i have got i'm pretty much guaranteed to be getting a lot of hits off and the key with tau i think at the moment is getting those marker light hits off and you can get those either either just getting one marker light hit off on spreading the units so that the rest of your units are getting that reroll to one or getting a lot off to get that five to get the plus one to hit because that that becomes huge with some of the other uh uh, what are they called? The stratagems. There's a couple of stratagems, like the uplink marker light that we saw in chapter chapter approved. That's still in there, giving you an extra uh, D3 marker lights just for one hit. Or you've got the, uh, I think it's these, again, the Sasea uh, stratagem where you pick a pick a point and every unit within six inches of it or something gets an extra marker light hit on. I think some of these are going to be quite... Uh, quite brutal i need to get out and play test it but in theory at the moment it's uh it's sounding quite quite brutal and that's what i mean with the reliability of those marker lights and just getting a lot of them out there really enjoying the uh the builds at the moment with those and just uh, seeing what i can do really with those so uh, i'll put like i say i'll put, try and post some lists up on twitter instagram wherever try and get your guys thoughts on it and uh hopefully i can get some uh bow reports up for you guys soon as well with uh how they go um, so as I mentioned, the uh, the new FAQ with brigades now getting uh, a boost in command points by both battalions and brigades. Um, again, that only helps out. It wasn't something that I felt was needed, but I'm really glad that we've got it because Tau, we're going to be churning through those command points, I'd say, to keep my Riptides uh, being able to both boost the uh, their weapon and keep that 3-plus invulnerable. I think that's going to be important with their Nova Reactor. I think it's going to be important for Tau like I said before, just getting those marker light hits off. Some of the other ones, uh, I think the command and control node, again, giving you re-rolls, things, I think that's going to be key with Tau Armies, just farming those re-rolls and finding out, figuring out the best place to use them, like keeping those commanders still and using the Kalyon early on with Shadow Sun, I think can do it twice, or looking at those those stratagems to get the re-rolls, get the pluses to hit, because they're only, most of the army's base only hit on a 4+, plus. so getting those extra hits with either the re-rolls or getting those pluses to hit because you've got the marker lights on, it's going to be absolutely crucial, I think, to the way that the tower play. Because when they do hit, they hit they hit hard. The uh, the updates to the Riptide, and I feel bad that I've now got mine armed with uh, the Iron Accelerator still, and I'm not keen to rip them apart, but that heavy burst can, oh, 18 shots. That's oh, it's, it's just brutal, really. Couple it with the ATS to get the extra uh, rend, or AP, I should say, as I am got a bit of AOS in my head from listening to the other guys on the podcast at the moment. AP, getting the extra AP, 
mix it up with the velocity tracker as well. I think that's an underrated one. Five points and getting a plus one to hit against anything with the fly keyword. I think people underestimate just how many things have that fly keyword in the new edition. I think that's an absolute key one. Yeah, I'll uh, hopefully I'll try and go into a bit more detail on my uh, Tau Army and some of the elements of it in some upcoming podcasts. I want to really focus and drill down on some of the units. That's some ideas that I've got for this uh, podcast. We'll maybe like take inspiration from Rob over at the Honest War Game. We'll almost do a rundown style thing. But yeah, that's uh, kind of where I'm seeing it the uh, at the moment with my hobby project for 40k. The Tau is the main thing that I'm working on. There's uh, a few pics of uh, the updates I've got for them. And uh, yeah, just working through them slowly. But I've got a few other things on the back burner. My Nid Army, my Tyranid Army, again, another one that kind of saw a massive resurgence with 8th, not only with um, the Codex, but even before then, just ha- with the Index. I felt that when 8th rocked around and I read that Index verse 4, I was like, oh my god, Nids are, nids are awesome now. Like You can fit so much in. Then when the Codex came out as well, like this is even better. This is just glorious. I can actually play with this Nid Army. And you know I'm actually I'm competitive again, which is great. Rather than just kind of going, okay, I'm just going to have a fun game. I'm going to play some nids. But now, yeah, I'm just excited by the number of builds I can do. Recently, took them to the uh, Throne of Skulls double tournament. Me and uh, Mills uh, Fluff, we teamed up. He used his corn demons. I had my my nids using my. Uh, if most, it's a bit of a, it was a bit of a bodged together list of just what I had painted up and left, but I think it ends up being most of what my two thousand point list was in seventh, all fitting into a thousand points in eighth, which again is just insane. Um, the amount of uh, models you get for your points now, I guess. But no, I was rocking uh, old one eye with a couple of uh, screamer killers, a trigon prime. Uh, high Tyrant with Wings and the, uh, the 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 Relic Venom Cannon. I can't remember what it's called now. Um, I'm sure it will come to me at some point. Uh, my Asthma Cannon, I think it was. Rocking that. And then some Warriors and Gaunts just in the backfield. It worked really well. I think uh, the FAQ may have screwed that army a little bit, but I think kind of rightly so, in that we were banking on. There was a lot of stuff that was... I was using the Behemoth trait... Along with adrenal glands, I had a lot of stuff popping up first turn, uh, and then going for that uh, just so nine inches away. But the, with the re-roll from being Bayamoth and the plus one inch to your charges with the adrenal glands, it was like your odds were kind of stacked a bit more to be able to get those first turn charges off with those units. And I think I was rocking having the the tyrant come down, the trigon come up, and he was bringing either the Hormagaunts or the Warriors or something. Um, I think it was generally the the Hormagaunts I was bringing with him, and then we were using the the special banner from the Demons Codex to again get massive blob of blood letters down. Spending some stra- uh, stratagem and command points there to get them down. And yeah, it was it was definitely hurting a lot of people. We luckily we walked away actually with uh, the award for best alliance. I think we came fourth overall, just about missing that podium place. But we were the uh, the best alliance team there, which was the uh, best of the teams that didn't share a faction keyword, since it was kind of a bit of a hobbled together list. Minus <laughs> we both wanted to go, but we hadn't. Uh, we just kind of put together what we'd already got painted. Um, but no, it was a really great day, uh, weekend really. Uh, it was nice to get back to Warhammer World. I hadn't been for a number of years. Great to get back on the tournament scene, even if it was just like more a friendly double thing. But definitely got me in the mood to look for more 
events uh, over the next year or so. I definitely want to get more stuff painted, get out there, get uh, involved more, because I feel the game's in a really great place right now uh, since 8th has come out. And uh, the FAQ has changed, yeah, that's it, changed a few bits. My Nid Army won't work the same as it did before, but I think that's all for the best. It didn't really feel like first turn charges should be that easy in the game. It was a it was nice change to the way the mechanics worked from seventh that I could do that, but I think it's now it's had its time already, and I think it was ruining the game a little bit. Uh, the rule of three, I'm a big fan of as well. Not something that's really affected me, but I. I've always tried to build my armies fairly. I I try and build them competitively, but I want to try and uh, I build to an aesthetic. I guess it sounds weird, but yeah, I, I like to build an army to see how for the way it looks on the tabletop. I guess rather than how it's going to perform. Although obviously, I try and if I'm going to an event or whatever, or I'm depending on how I'm planning to play that that will come into thoughts. But yeah, it's something we can talk about on another podcast. Perhaps like how people actually go about. Uh, building their lists um i'm very much an advocate of i'm of the rule of cool i'm going to probably include something more like to include something if i like the model um than i am just because it's really good in the game if i've got a cool model that happens to be really good in the game then bonus for me there um so yeah we'll probably go for a bit more rundown of the rest of the stuff in the new faq a bit later i just wanted to have a bit of an overview in this first episode don't want to overload everyone with everything I guess the other thing I wanted to talk about that's popped up on my newsfeed this morning was the release of the, uh, or the upcoming release of the new uh, Webway portal for the Harlequins. I don't know if people have seen it on the community site. I think they was on the uh, the White Dwarf preview. And there's like a, a Wraith Lord standing in the, not Wraith Lord, Wraith Knight even, standing in the middle. So the fact that it's towering over that just gives an idea of just the scope of how big this thing is going to be. It looks epic and it's got me really excited again for my Harlequins. Yeah, and I've got a lot of Eldari built <laughs> uh, sitting in boxes somewhere. I think I've got a couple of copies of the the Deathmark box. So I've got a Harlequin army sat there somewhere uh, that could be built to go along with both my Drukari and Eldari lists. Um, big, big player of those uh, in previous editions, and it's, again, something that I want to look at working on over the next year. I think you'll find I'm much more of a Xenos player than an uh, Imperial player. But I've got a number of projects on the go. I'm looking at a, a Black Templars army coming up. might share some paint schemes and things I've got uh, kicking around for those. And we can have a chat about, again, have a chat about those as they come up. But at the moment, yeah, the uh, that Webway portal model looks absolutely epic. And I can't wait to get my hands on it just to, just to put it on the table, just to add to our boards. And uh, hopefully we can uh, get some battle reports up at some point as well so we can share everything with you guys via YouTube, not just on the podcast. Anyway, um, I think I'll wrap it up there. Like I said, I just wanted to keep these uh, as fairly short, sweet podcasts. Don't want to ramble on for too long. I'm sure we probably will do some extended episodes where I can get the other guys on. But for now, I think I'll leave it there. I say, please get in touch, please like, subscribe, uh, comment, leave me any and all feedback, whether it's on how to actually podcast, because I'm very new to this, uh, if it's actually on like the paint schemes I'm using or the tactics I'm using, always love to hear about like new little synergies and uh, tricks that we can incorporate into the armies. Just to, yeah, and there's uh, any questions you'd like me to answer, please get in touch. I say you can find me at Twitter at dicks underscore battleline on Instagram at the same thing. 
or just yeah comment on here uh, this should be going out to itunes and most other podcasting apps i'm gonna try and uh, figure out how this app works and have some fun anyway cheers to that guys and uh, have a good one I'll catch you later now.